Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Hey, Radiant Church. This is Joe Holloway. And uh, whether you're joining us online or listening to the podcast, it is so good to have you join us today. I am uh, filling in for Pastor Andrew. He's going to be hanging out uh, at the beach, I think. I hope he has a great time. We are um, ministers here at Clemson with Chi Alpha. Uh, Chi Alpha is the outreach of the Assemblies of God uh, all over the nation. We're on about 300 campuses. And so we're just a stone's throw from here. And my wife and I have been doing ministry for 15 years. What is Chi Alpha? Chi Alpha is an outreach of the Assemblies of God stands for Christ Ambassadors. And that's really what we're about, is making Jesus famous on the campus. Uh, One of the stories that I have, uh, just of what that might look like, is a young man who came to our ministry, showed up, he came in, we're greeting him, welcoming him, told him about some small groups. He came to our small group later that week. We started like sharing our spiritual journey story. So like, you know, where did you come from? Where did you go to church? And it comes to Dalton and we're like, so Dalton, tell us your story. He's like, well, actually, I, uh, so when I came to service last week, that's the first time I'd ever been in church. We're like, what? Where are you from? Hilton Head, South Carolina. This guy, he's, he's from our state. He's 18 years old and he's never darkened the doors of a church. He was just known as like the atheist at his high school and no one ever invited him. And so we had the opportunity to connect with him, to love him, to see him make a decision of faith. He's graduated now and is working uh, out in like the community. And that's just a little part of what Chi Alpha is, is really being an ambassador of Christ to the campus, reaching students, some, ironically enough, who have never heard. We have international students also coming in. Many of these have never had the opportunity to see a Bible, never heard the story of Jesus coming from primarily China and India. Iran is the third largest nation that's being sent to Clemson University. In total, we have almost 100 different nations at Clemson University. And we have the opportunity to love them, to serve them, and to really share God's uh, just the good news to them. So that's, that's a little bit about who we are. Thank you so much as a church radiant for supporting us, for supporting our team, uh, youth for giving to Speed the Light. I have a Speed the Light truck uh, that we've put just the nations in, traveling around. Uh, thank you so much for, for those blessings. Um, we are so excited to be here with you, and we're going to be continuing our series on Ephesians, uh, looking at chapter 6 today. Let's pray, and then we'll get started. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this moment, ordained by your hand, for us to come together and to to study your word, to learn uh, just your truth. I pray that your word would come alive for us today, that we would be changed and made new. Uh, that as we walk out of this room, as we walk out of this space, as we re-enter our home and our workplace, God, that we would be new, made new in you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
So as I mentioned, my primary job is with Chi Alpha and I absolutely love that job. It's amazing. Um, I've been doing it since 2000. So a lot of the students that are on campus today weren't even like an like a dream whenever I started doing ministry. But one of the other things I enjoy doing is firefighting. You're like, what? Yes. Joe the firefighter. I started firefighting when I was 18 years old uh, in Arkansas, did some uh, firefighting back then, volunteer work, was a volunteer for about seven, eight years, came to Clemson, took some time off, but eventually like, you know, that bug chased me back and I am still serving as a chaplain, of course, but also a firefighter at Clemson University. And I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun, but there's a lot of things that come with firefighting where you have to have protective equipment and that's one of them like my helmet that's that's protect the old noggin not that there's much up there but I need to protect what I got left so helmet you've got your whole PDF like personal protection gear coat pants guys all the suspenders to hold your pants up it's the whole <laughs> the whole bit the boots there's so much protective equipment and it's so essential that you have it all there in, in fact like even little things can inhibit or prevent you from having proper care of your protective equipment one thing that's like a serious offense is having a beard which is the reason joe doesn't have a beard I, apparently like the scba mask won't seal if you have a beard and so i <laughs> i had to shave my my beautiful beard we'll say in quotations for those on podcasts like it it's a uh it really defines a chin that I don't have. So I need the beard, but you know, for the sake of the community, I'll shave my beard because just a, like a little stray hair on the SBA, SCBA could allow for the, the, like, the seal to be broken. It's like a $10,000 fine if you have a beard. It's serious. It's taken serious. But there's little things that like your glove isn't on good, you could get burned, if you have a hole in your boot, get moisture in there, you could uh, damage your, your foot. Um, I actually put a, a nail through my knee one time because the protective coating on my pants wasn't thick enough, it had been degraded. So there's all kinds of little things that can happen firefighting if your equipment's not good or if you're not wearing it properly. In fact, you're supposed to be like, have a buddy go through and check to make sure you have your equipment on properly. And today we're gonna to be talking a little bit about protective equipment, which is the reason why I brought my fire gear. Today we're gonna to be talking about the armor of God. And maybe it isn't like fire equipment. In fact, Paul, he talks about it in the terms of like what a soldier would wear, but this equipment, this gear, this protective equipment that God has given us is designed to help us live like a vibrant Christian life. And, and I, I realize that the, maybe sometimes we want to put this equipment on, we try to like survive Christian life. Maybe there's moments where you feel like you're, you're failing um, in, in your own Christian life or in your own ability to, to be a witness, to, to, to avoid sin. But God wants to give you tools that can help you to live that vibrant Christian life. And I know that Pastor Andrew, he told me that you guys have been talking a little bit about unity. And really this equipment will help us to live unified. And in the beginning of the chapter, there's a whole bunch of like 
conversations about what it looks like to be unified. In fact, he's like, hey, fathers, like, love your kids. Don't exacerbate your kids. Kids, obey your parents. If you're a slave, now, slave talk is crazy in today's day and age. A lot of times we'll, like, worker, workman, boss, employee. But back then, it was a slave and a master situation. He says, hey, if you're a master, like, take care of your slaves. Don't threaten them. Don't abuse them. And slaves, honor your masters. That may seem extreme and nearly impossible for us to do that. I have seven kids. Seven kids. There are moments when it is hard for me to control my like emotions and not exacerbate my kids. <laughs> like the, sometimes, sometimes, a little true confessions moment. I get upset with them. I know it's hard to believe. I'm practically perfect, but there are moments when I get upset with them, and I, I have a hard time just keeping them in line and keeping my emotions in check. But if I put on this armor of God, if I put on this protective equipment, then it's going to help me to live out a life that is honoring to him, building him, like honoring to God and and really building myself towards him. Now, let's read this from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand. I just want to pause there before we continue on. Wow. Like, Paul was writing this to the church in Ephesus 2,000 years ago. But I feel like it's so applicable to our lives today. When the day of evil comes, like, we don't have to look very far to see evil all around. You, you open up your Facebook and, like, start scrolling the little feed there. We're constantly being bombarded with news stories about evil that's happening, both locally and around the world. This world is going to hell in a handbasket, as they say. Like, it, there is so much chaos here locally and around the, the state, around the nation, around the world. And we need to see what God has to say about that and how do we stand against this. There's interesting things that happen when it comes to our, our spiritual life. And I think sometimes we, we spend so much time in the natural that we forget there's a spiritual battle that's also taking place. We spend so much time, like, enjoying our Starbucks, uh, looking at our finances, that we forget there's something behind the surface. The scripture says here that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities, against spiritual strongholds and demons. And, like, we... We look at the person who cut us off in line and we get angry at them, but sometimes maybe the, the real force at work, the real thing that's happening is inside of us. 
or maybe there's even a spiritual uh, factor. Like there are demonic situations that maybe we we write it off as a you know maybe there's a uh, a psychological problem or some chemical problem, but there could be a demonic source. Maybe it's a health issue. We write it off as just, oh, well, that's a physical factor, but maybe there's a demonic source. And so as, as you're encountering the world around us, I, I encourage you to pause and seek God and, and really discern, God, what is the source? So when you get sick, it could just be a cold or it could be that, that Satan's trying to prevent you from really being able to honor God that day. God, what's going on here? How, how can I um, begin to honor you? Now, and this may sound like crazy talk. I, I totally understand that. But there is a real demonic world out there. In, in fact, um, my wife, before we ever got married, <laughs> this is, I had not planned on telling this story, so if I get really long, I apologize. But this is, this is too good not to share. My wife, before we got married, she became friends with a young lady at the University of Arkansas. That's where we went to school at. And uh, they ended up becoming roommates. And this young lady chose to kind of continue down the road of Wiccanism, which is what she was practicing at that time, and ultimately became the president of the Student Pagan Association at the University of Arkansas. She could tell you the date, time, place, scenario of the moment she got possessed. And this guiding spirit that now helps her and gives her wisdom along her way so she knows what to do and what to say. There is a very real spiritual realm that we need to be aware of. And Satan is going to do everything in his power to tear us down. It, sometimes it's the smallest things that go unnoticed. If you ever get a chance, I encourage you to check out Screw Tape Letters. It's an excellent book by C.S. Lewis. And it's this conversation between two demons. And some of the small things, the small temptations, the, the apathy that you may be feeling, the, the the frustration you may have over little things or the people around you could actually be tests or, or hurdles that Satan has placed in your path to stop you and prevent you. But this is like this word of God we're reading in Ephesians, this armor of God is going to help you to overcome it. So let's go ahead and look at what the armor is. What has God given us to combat this evil? So therefore, verse 13, put on the full armor of God so that you can withstand the day of evil. Verse 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the blessed breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. Um, I just imagine like temptations. I remember like the old felt board, like that's, <laughs> that was a fiery darts. And then take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and keep always praying for the Lord's people. And then continue to say, pray, pray, pray. 
I, sometimes when I read scripture, I find it interesting to like look at some of the, the action verbs in the passages. So here's, here's what we get. We get honor, obey, and serve from this first part. Honor, obey, and serve. Then we get be strong, stand firm, take up, pray. Be strong, stand firm. Take up these items, take up these things, and pray. And, and what, we, what we see in this is like, to be able to really effectively walk, we need to do these actions that it's calling us to. We need to be honoring, we need to be respectful, we need to be obedient, we need to like, be connected and united with the people around us, not in dissension. And we need to walk in the spiritual gifts that God's given us. These armor of God that he's given us to be strong, to stand firm, we need to take on, to take up the, these utensils. We need to take the helmet of salvation. Now, this is not the helmet of salvation. This is a fire helmet, as I said. But it protects my head. And we need to have something that will protect us. In fact, I, one thing I love about this is that this helmet was not purchased by me. I didn't buy it for myself. In fact, every fire helmet I've ever owned was given to me by the department. They provide it for me. In the same way, like there is nothing you can do to earn your salvation. There is nothing you can do to earn your salvation. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 that it's a gift of God. It's not of works so that no one can boast. You can't be good enough to earn this helmet. You can't be good enough to protect yourself from the things of this world. God's gracious gift gives that to us. He gave us the helmet. He gives us a breastplate of righteousness. You can't be righteous enough by your own power. You can't have enough good works to qualify or to prevent like those attacks of Satan. It, it's that simple shield of faith that you raise up, that decision to, okay, God, like I believe that you're good and that you're a rewarder of those who seek you. I believe that you are God, that you're omnipotent, that you're omnipresent, that you have good things planned for me. I believe that you can save me from these circumstances. I believe that any attack Satan throws at me is true. I believe that the, um, your scripture, where it says, uh, no temptation is taking you, but that which is common to man. But God is faithful and not allow you to be tempted above that which you're able to stand. I believe, taking up that shield of faith, that you will be faithful. And then taking that sword of the spirit. And I, I brought another little like thing with me. I, this is not the sword of the spirit. It's just a radio. But imagine I get on the fire scene, I'm out in the, you know, working in this house that's on fire. The command, instant command is out there looking around. They see the roof is about to collapse. If I don't have my radio on, if I don't hear what's going on, I may be like all hunkered down, smoke's all around. I can't see anything. If I don't have the radio on, I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to hear that call to get out. And I'm going to suffer the consequences. God's word is like that. It, it is a call 
in a chaotic world, giving us marching orders, giving us directives, helping us to see a picture that we can't see with our own eyes. It says that it reads us, even as God's word really gives us the power to, to like be a, like on attack against Satan, it also protects us against his attack. We're able to parry those moves. We need to be in constant communication with our Creator. If we, if we really just rely on our own ability, our own senses, if we rely on what we can see, we're going to miss the spiritual battle that's taking place just behind the curtain. My fear, my fear is this, that one day I'm going to look back on my life and I'm going to realize that I missed the most important battles. Oh, maybe I succeeded and, you know, provided for my family. We had food on the table. Good job, Joe. Maybe I succeeded. Most people liked me. You know, have a lot of people show up at my funeral or whatever. But my fear is that my kids maybe will get distracted from the call that God's placed on their life and they'll head a different direction. And I will have missed that battle that I could have been fighting for them. Maybe, maybe there's someone in line at Walmart who needs a hug and a prayer, who desperately needs God's love, and I'll miss it because I'm too concerned about which flavor of bubble gum I'm going to pick up at that like one section because they all like throw everything at you right there. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Like the entire world is that. That's, that's a picture of the entire world. That's Satan's tactics all over. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at this. Football, yes. New game on your mobile phone, yes. Like everything constantly coming at us, distracting us from the real battle. Are we going to get distracted and disrupted and, and go after the things of this world? And even if we succeed at the things of this world, if we have failed with the things of God, if we lose the spiritual battle, it's not worth it. Here's my kind of my action points to take away for today. Acknowledge that you are in a spiritual war. I know that it may feel like we're in a political war sometimes, or that we're in a COVID war sometimes, or there's like a whole bunch of craziness around us, but that's all still the surface. Acknowledge that there is a spiritual war for your soul and for the souls of those around you. This is why my wife and I have dedicated ourselves to reaching college students. There's a war for their souls, and we, we need your prayers for us and for these students. But we focus our, want to focus our energy on loving them with God's love and seeing them one.
The second thing is we need to, to suit up with the armor of God. And this is not something we can do by ourselves. Putting on those shoes uh, of peace, we have to understand the peace first. We can't just go and, you know, God loves you, and then like go and hit our neighbor or something. <laughs> if we don't have the peace of God in us, we can't go on a missions trip and expect to give it away. It should be given away in our home, in our community first. And taking on that, that full armor of God is something that we can't give, we can't have, we can't build, but it's given. The peace of God must be received by us before we can give it away. Salvation must be received by us before we can show it to the people around us. Righteousness must be received through deliverance in our own lives before we can walk it out in discipline. Finally, as, as we transition um, into prayer, I encourage you, pause and think about what's happening around you. Not just in this physical realm, but the spiritual war that's happening around you. What, what is God doing and what are you doing to partner with him? Where is Satan attacking you and what does it look like to stand up against him? When you've done all, stand and pray, pray for one another. We're going to be closing in prayer. Um, this does make note that we should pray in the spirit on all occasions. And, and I totally believe that when it says pray in the spirit, it means not just like pray with your natural brain, but also pray in, in tongues, pray in a language that you don't know. Allow God to pray through you. Um, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says that when you pray in the spirit, that your, your heart uh, is praying with words that your brain can't understand. And there are times where, especially in those moments where the spiritual battle is so strong and there's something happening on the surface here, but I can't quite discern what's going on underneath, that I'll just begin praying in the spirit, trusting that God knows what my heart is and he knows how to pray. He knows what I need to pray and I'm able to communicate with him in that. So we're going to take a moment. And we're going to pray together, believing that God will equip you for the battle that's ahead. God, thank you. Thank you so much that you have given us all of the equipment we need. Just like the fire department has given me everything I need to be an effective firefighter, to, to do the job, you have given us everything we need to equip us to do the job. To protect us from the evil one and also to, to give us the ability to go in and to save others, to bring peace to a broken and chaotic world. I, I pray for the, the people who may be listening to this who are trying to discern what you're saying 
maybe they're trying to look behind the curtain. Maybe they haven't paused to, to see what's happening in the spiritual world for a while. Maybe it's been just so busy with life and distractions. I know I get that way, God. And, and so today, over the next day, over the next weeks, God, I pray that you would help us to pause. Turn off Netflix. Put down the phone. Pick up your word, whatever that looks like, God to dedicate ourselves to space to let you speak to us. We pray for the believers around us, God. Lord, that you would open their eyes to see and to hear what your Spirit is saying so that we can walk with confidence and effectiveness in your kingdom. Thank you. Thank you for the gifts you've given us. We love you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.